Greetings, magnificent souls, to the Attract Health, Build Wealth podcast, where we have open and honest discussions about ourselves. This is a place where we break down, break away, and break through codependency, allowing ourselves to attract health, build wealth, and live a peaceful life. We are tired of being sick and tired. We are tired, but we are not giving up. We know that there is something magnificent inside of us. And because we are fighting daily, hourly, and by the minute, fighting ourselves, our kids, our spouses, we have to do things differently. We have to break the cycle. We don't have a million chances. We have to be happy now. We have to find a way. So how do we do that? How is that possible? If you look around at what society is telling you, they tell you that what we're doing is impossible. Yet it's happening every single day. And it's happening through the practice and the love that we call awakening the magnificent soul. We are all magnificent souls, and these are our stories of healing. Today in episode 39, part five of a 10-part series all focused on control. Specifically today, I wanted to talk about something that I'm calling shame transference. Basically, the way it is so easy for us to feel others' shame, even when we may, we may not, they may not feel it themselves, what that may look like, and a little bit about what that has to do with control. But before we get into the discussion, don't forget to let me know your thoughts about this episode, any feedback you have, or anything you'd like me to cover on future podcasts at epiphanyvault.com. Remember, you can share anonymously. It is a safe place, and I would welcome the discussion. Thanks again to everyone who has been writing in. I'm so glad that you find it a safe space. And on to today, a little bit or a lot, we'll see how it goes, how the conversation goes about shame. But what I found very important to recognize throughout my journey is that at the very core of my codependency is shame. I think this is a deep-rooted shame that has manifested itself through different experiences throughout my life, my upbringing, and it continued to be a cyclical thing through my adulthood. What I've realized is that shame is such a perverse and prevailing feeling that what I'm realizing now is that almost every decision I made, relationship I pursued, or feeling I had about myself stemmed from shame in my life. Shame is tricky. Shame hides itself in the darkness. Shame is not easy to pinpoint. Shame is not easy to detect. And shame is not easy to diagnose. From what I learned, shame can be a catalyst, a glue, a seed, a root. Uh, shame can be a life theme that if not called out from the darkness to the light will keep you stuck in the codependent cycle, the unloved cycle, the feeling of worthlessness cycle. Shame turns people into codependents, into alcoholics, into drug addicts, into any kind of addicts really, and into people with eating disorders. Although at the time we don't know that we do these things because of deep shame in ourselves. We initially take up these actions and substances to mask ourselves from our shame. And eventually these addictions or disorders take over our lives. 
and really the people, the lives of the people around us as well. And shame just continues to perpetuate. Shame has steered me to make decisions about my appearance, my career, my love for myself, and what I deemed healthy or wealthy. In a way, I think shame has been a filter through which I have lived my life. Although I didn't know it, it was there. It was at my core. And if you asked me three years ago about my shame, the shame that I lived with, the shame that I carried like a boulder on my shoulder, I probably would have told you that it, I didn't have shame. I was strong. I was independent. I was direct. I was successful. I was beautiful. I was young. I was confident. But really on the inside, I was broken. And as much as I portrayed all of these positive traits on the outside, I was really a fragile, self-conscious person on the inside. I was really lost in the self-worth abyss. It took me many years of work to get to my shame and to unroot it. So if you're there or wherever you are in your journey, I don't necessarily expect you to understand where I'm coming from today. In fact, I might sound downright offensive to say that you are carrying shame and that's okay. But if you feel like something is off within yourself, if you have an addiction or if you've thought about suicide, if you are in a relationship that ultimately makes you unhappy, but you can't seem to escape it. If you have at the very least recognized these things and have been able to declare to yourself, I am not okay with this any longer, then I'm happy for you. And I, along with many others listening, have been there before. And I'm proud of you. Because really that was the first step for me. I came to a place in my life where, where if I was going to live, I knew that I had to fight for myself. And through years of work and self-study, I discovered that I felt shame for a couple of reasons. First, because I come from a codependent family dynamic, shame was a learned behavior that had been passed down to me. At the root, I picked up a lot of shame that was floating around my house. And just a note about this, these are kind of my revelations only. I've done a lot of work to release my family of any blame because ultimately I cannot rely on them or anyone else for that matter for my happiness. The theme of today's podcast coincidentally is shame transference, excuse me, shame transference. And in a family of origin, it's no different from the interpersonal dynamics from my codependent relationships. And shame, much like negativity, is easily passed from one person to the other, especially in close relationships. But because shame is a learned behavior, as a child, I unknowingly picked up on how to deal with shame. I adopted the same coping patterns. Coping patterns for unfavorable conditions in my life. Coping patterns for the inability to be emotionally available. Coping patterns for feeling a deep unhappiness that I just couldn't pinpoint or truly even feel at points in my life. And part of my coping mechanisms was to accommodate others, specifically my codependent other, in such a way as to absorb their worries and cares, absorb their responsibilities, as we talked about in the last episode, and absorb their shame. And more about this in a few. Secondly, I have had very specific instances in my life that I can remember where I was clearly being shamed by my family members, from my peer group, and of course, the most important person in my life, which is myself. 
And I want to get really get into the dirty details now, but I will detail them in my book. But essentially, I previously have taken others' reactions, criticisms, comments, either overtly or subvertly, very seriously. I internalized these things deeply. I became very unhappy or distraught when I thought I did something wrong or when my appearance didn't please someone. And if you're out there and you understand, I feel you and I see you. Remember, shame is rooted deeply in our unconscious. And to be honest, the way that it works with shame transference makes very little logical sense. And if we think of the codependent spectrum, as we have discussed before, there are two different extremes. And what's really interesting about these two extremes is that they are subconscious reactions to deep-seated shame and fear, basically from the same source. The codependent characteristics that we inherit are our ways of coping with that shame and fear unknowingly. When we're talking today about shame transference and how it relates to control is also an interesting kind of dynamic and something to think about. Likely the dominant side of the spectrum will not even recognize this deep-seated shame within himself or herself, but many times the way that they react or deal with situations are fueled by that shame fire, so to speak. So then it is up to us, the submissive side, to pick up the emotional burden of the other. For example, in my life, my partner had abandonment issues, and it was up to me to make him not feel abandoned. I sacrificed myself to make him feel like he was wanted by staying with him, even though I should have left. In fact, this was a tactic often used to get me to stay. At the time, I wasn't consciously saying, oh, okay, I'll pick up the shame of abandonment and I'll carry it as a burden on me. But in hindsight, I can definitely say that I unknowingly carried a lot of his abandonment shame. And ultimately, I felt self-hatred and self-loathing for myself because I knew it was unhealthy, but I kept repeating those patterns. And many times, codependent people are labeled or even label themselves as martyrs. And martyrs, as you may know, are people who constantly go through intense suffering, whether that sometimes at their own behest. And in a codependent case, this martyrdom is an unwritten equation. If I suffer, I will feel love or I will be loved. So in a way, when you try to pick up other people's burdens, you're trying to control your environment and the way the other person feels about you. And instead of just accepting what is, what is, you pick up on shame and try to absorb everything. That's why so many codependents feel like martyrs. So instead of dealing with the present as it is, we pick up a lot of the slack, so to speak, but coincidentally, this only makes us feel worse. Why? Because whether we know it or not, we are expecting something in return. Many times for submissive types, it is love and appreciation in return. But ultimately, of course, that's not something that we get, and it only makes us feel worse and feel more shame for ourselves. So that's it for today. I know kind of a deep topic, uh, Magnificent Souls, but thank you for sticking with me. And if I can offer any support to you, if any of what I talked about today rings true, please feel free to write me, but please be encouraged that the first step is saying hello to your unhappiness and recognizing that it's there and then preparing yourself to say bye. Until next time, live it in loving.